Bitcoin has raced back over $30,000. ETFs are on the way for the traditional financial services. And the economy is cuckoo crazy. Is that a technical term? Uh, what does it all mean? Do you think we have any insight? Well, we don't. But we're going to poke around and see if we can make sense of it. On the Travis and Joel say just as many words as necessary to keep your attention. Episode number 685 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Five, four, three, two, one, zero, ignition. Who's bad? Once again, to the Bad Crypto Podcast, the show for the crypto curious and the crypto serious. And Sir Lord Travis Wright, Bitcoin has passed thirty thousand dollars once again. Ding 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 ding. Yeah, it's it's had a really sort of you know the last twenty four hours, it's sort of done a little pop 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 pop. So, and then even over the last seven days, it's up almost sixteen percent. And so you got to wonder what's causing that. What are the what are the reasons for this? And, you know, we're going to tell you our thoughts today about what the hell's going down in the city. Yeah. Currently, timestamp on the 21st of June, the first day of summer 2023. It is 216 p.m. Eastern time in Puerto Rico. The total crypto market cap, one point two trillion dollars. Bitcoin, thirty thousand two twenty one. Ethereum, eighteen seventy eight. BNB, two hundred and fifty dollars. XRP, just shy of fifty cents. Cardano, twenty eight and a half. Dogecoin, six and a half cents. And Solana in the number ten slot at seventeen dollars. Do we have any other big winners this week from the? Top there has 100? been some big ones. I've never heard of Cyber Harbor. CHT. No idea. But that thing's got almost a $500 million market cap, up 60 something percent. Stacks up over 50%. Pepe, the shit meme coins that took off in the last month or so, and then Pepe was really down. Now it's back up. But look at that, man. $500 million, uh, almost $600 million for this little meme coin. There's some other tokens that are interesting on here to me. Sui, the number 95 token, that, and Aptos. Both of those are tokens from uh, Facebook's Diem project. Mm. They left, they're not doing Facebook project, and they both launched, they, they, the, the team sort of <clears throat> merged and, and are actually sort of divided, and uh, they're creating two different coins. So who knows, maybe of those ecosystems, there'll be something that pops up that's interesting. But it's nice to see some green after all the red, Joel. I was just thinking that as well. Is there a Carpe token as well? Because if so, Carpe and Diem should get together and... Well, DM already broke, so they've, they've, they're not seizing the day. They literally destroyed the day. Oh, no. So, you know, here's what's going on. Crypto Potatoes got the news. Bitcoin returns to 30,000 amid bullish ETF news. And this is, of course, you know, the uh, U.S. government has been very slow to regulate, incredibly slow. The rest of the world is saying, come on, people, let's uh, let's get on it. Our own, you know, citizens are like, come on, people, let's get on it. And they've been uh, regulating by enforcing existing rules that have applied to traditional securities, commodities and so forth. And they've been denying ETFs for uh, for organizations that want to bring them to market, all the while punishing going after Coinbase, right, with, with action, suing Coinbase. This is the company that the SEC said, yeah, you can go public last year. And so who's getting these ETFs, Trev? 
what is really interesting about this ETF, it's it, it's almost like there is some sort of unsaid, planned sort of keeping the lid on crypto as much as they can. They're trying to hold it down. And what they're doing is they're going to give BlackRock, the world's largest asshat manager well, assets, but they're they're the they're probably in my opinion, one of the worst companies in the world based on how they manipulate stuff. In fact, James O'Keefe has a one of his guerrilla journalisms popped out yesterday where he'd interviewed a dude who worked at BlackRock and they were talking about how BlackRock officially, officially sort of unofficially rules the world by paying off all the politicians. So it's really interesting to me to see how BlackRock is the one that the SEC is going to potentially allow to have a Bitcoin spot ETF. To me, that's a sign of this. Wow, BlackRock has $10 trillion in its you know portfolios that they're managing. Well, the total crypto market is one point something trillion dollars right now, right? And what I discovered recently was this. If BlackRock decided to go in and buy all the Bitcoin that's on all of the central exchanges right now for sale, it would only take 0.3% of their money to go out and do that. So what happens when we get to a point where BlackRock you know, just buys up all this Bitcoin and they're the ones that's managing it. This right. is this is a theory we've been thinking about for a while. Like, you know, they want to they want to keep the price down, let the big dogs come in and back their trucks up and buy as much of it as possible. And then as it takes off, they win again. Yeah. So uh, you mentioned James O'Keefe, of course, got fired, got released from his own uh, company, Project Veritas, started his own thing. And now it's OMG, O'Keefe Media Group. And he's got over 1,200 citizen journalists already. Basically, they're, it's a, uh, they're raising funds. And if you want to be a citizen journalist, they'll provide you with a webcam, you know, that you a wearable webcam and microphone so that you can go undercover. And one of these guys went undercover and, and got a BlackRock recruiter to say on camera that you can buy a senator for 10K. And that war is real effing good for business. I'll put a link to yeah. this in the Have show. Have you watched notes. that video yet, Joel? I, I haven't watched it yet. It's really it's what I would say, folks, it's one of the ones that you want to go out and you want to watch it because this is from their mouths. They're saying this is how they control the popu the, the politicians. They're really cheap to get a senator under your belt. And it's so easy. And then it's basically what they do is they war is good for business. Like wheat is so important to Ukraine. They don't want the war in Ukraine to end. And you can see that these big organizations, this is how when you get to hyper capitalism, Joel, capitalism in itself is, is good, I think. It's probably the best system that's ever existed for regular folks to make it big. But what happens is, is once you get so consolidated and these guys managing $10 trillion worth of assets, they can basically hire anyone and have them be a mouthpiece for them. And they can do all this stuff that's not good for us as a civilization, just kind of like how Soros was kind of destroying economies around the world because it was good for him. And he said, well, if it wasn't me doing it, somebody else would do it. And so they end up these narcissists that are controlling things just sort of do their thing 
and they and they just create this wake of shit behind them, but they just don't care because it's good for their profits, you know? So there's a link to that video and the article in the show notes. Travis mm-hmm. is right. And as you guys go check it out, I'm going to make sure I watch the entire video. It just it's about 11 minutes. It just it makes me sick to my stomach because, you know, these people that are in control, they don't care about anybody. They yeah. do not care, you know, and, and even I would say, in my personal opinion, the, the big pharma, you know, Pfizer, they all they cared about was selling as many vaccines as possible. They didn't care if there was side effects because they can't be held liable because mm-hmm. our, our government said, hey, you can't yeah. sue pharmaceutical companies for right. the, the medication that you're buying from them. So there's probably some sick and twisted even joy they get out of this shit. You know what I mean? It's like, <laughs> we got them. Screw those guys. So so here we are fighting for the little guys out here trying, you know, get get as many Satoshis as you can before BlackRock buys them all up is probably one thing I would say. I would also say this, Joel, this is interesting, is that, you know, Bitcoin has been teetering around dominance around 50%. Yeah, it was as high as 50, almost 52% yesterday. It's a little bit below 50% today, but it's just like doing this to over 50%. Whenever we've seen that before, it tends to see that Bitcoin breaks out and then some of the altcoins sort of follow. Mm-hmm. This could be a little different, whereas Bitcoin's going to become the supreme king daddy and a lot of the other coins are going by, going to go probably by the wayside as the SEC is trying to knock them all off. Well, this uh, trader, Peter Brand, who's been in the uh, crypto uh, sector for a long time, he said he called it the 2017 Bitcoin collapse. And he's saying that Bitcoin is going to outperform all other digital assets. Of course, we're looking at the chart here from 2016 uh, all the way down 17, then back up 18. And, uh, you know, here we are right now in terms of dominance that we have in the uh, in the marketplace is this yeah this is the bitcoin dominance chart 50.06 percent last seen in april 2021 so trav this all plays up against the uh, the big news from uh, capitol hill where our do nothing government has passed another debt ceiling bill which basically removes the ceiling Right. right. Both the, the Uniparty has passed the bill to say that you can print as much money as you want if you're the government and continue devaluing your hard earned money. Those dollar bills in your wallet, in your bank account, they are willingly, knowingly deflating the value of them. Did you get a raise to go along with uh, that deflation? I don't think so. Yeah. So this right here is is doubly concerning. Because what they did, remember they said, oh, we're going to have, what, 87,000 new IRS representatives out there to come out. And then McCarthy and those guys are like, no, we're putting an end to that. That's not going away. Well, basically, <laughs> they, they were able to lower the funding from however much it was. And now instead of 87,000, it's going to be like 84,800. So they oh, really no. didn't do shit. Yeah. And now that this thing has been passed, now the IRS is now targeting gun shops around America, going in with guns and then taking the the gun uh, paperwork and receipts so they can then see who are the people in America who do have the guns. Like, it, it's it's weird as you watch this and it's like having the knowledge that I think I've, I've accrued over the years personally, I know that Joel has as well, is just like, watching the corruption I, I i knew that this world was corrupt in the year 2000 when i 
when my eyes opened. And then it's almost like watching this stuff unravel in slow motion. And now we're getting to a point where they're, they've kind of sped up the process. Once, once COVID happened, it's like speeding, speeding up the corruption. And now they're at a point where the debt limit is off. They don't have a cap, which tells me that Congress doesn't have any limitations on how much they can spend. They haven't gone in and diverted any spending. They haven't cut any spending. They've only massively increased spending now. And and we've seen this in other countries. As they start doing this and this debt bubble goes up and less and less countries are going to want to use the dollar, which is already happening all around the world, like keep printing, keep printing, keep printing. Now we're in the stage of the empire where the politicians raid the treasury, Joel, and then we know what happens after the treasury has been fully raided. That's when the end of the empire is clear to most everyone. Yep, absolutely. And, you know, if you look at what they've done and how they've man- manufactured so much of this with the scandemic, uh, face it, folks, it was just a really bad flu. OK, if you haven't mm-hmm. come to terms with that right now, that well, even the was- Iraq war. I mean, yeah. there was so much so many trillions that went to that. They leveraged 9-11 for this whole thing, which just turned into like. So Bush, in my mind, horrible, horrible president, Dick Cheney. I can't believe that they were never arrested for any war crimes. And so people go, oh, you guys are just Republican. Like, no, no, no. I am anti-corruption. I just want to try to find a solution that can help us all as a civilization be prosperous and not have to worry about these corrupt people with this two-party sort of justice system. We saw what happened with that. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, Hunter Biden's getting a little tiny slap on his hand while they're throwing the book at it at everybody else. And it's like, that shit's not fair. How long is it going to take for most people to realize that the, wake the up. politicians, the activists and the mainstream media has one job, and that is to scare you into submission, to scare you into stifling your speech, taking away your First Amendment rights, stifle mm-hmm. you in uh, taking away your Second Amendment rights or telling you that True. guns are bad. Uh, they're, they're scaring you with climate change. By the way, Travis, today is the uh, the date that uh, five years ago, Greta Thunberg, the, uh, the wunderkind of uh, mm-hmm. the climate change, climate crisis, said that unless we stopped using fossil fuels in five years, it would mark the end of humanity. So congratulations. Today marks uh, the end of it. humanity. It's all downhill all right. from here. Nice. That's good. I saw this funny. I saw this. It wasn't really a funny image, but it was like, oh, my God, look at these catastrophic sea levels. And then it showed the uh, Statue of Liberty in 18... 18- 90 or whatever that it showed it now it's exactly the same and i'm like what and then here's the thing we we're in space i don't know if you guys know this but like we're flying around the sun and like you know we are not all contingent upon what's going on here on earth there's a lot of stuff that's like oh here we are flying through this crazy universe and there might be some blasts from the sun every once in a while and there are some cycles when it comes to climate that's happened historically so shit's going to change but it's almost like, hey, China, India, you're doing all this pollution, but that's okay. But my God, cows better not be farting because that is really bad for the environment. <laughs> you got to like, stop eating your hamburgers. You better start eating bugs and like what it. That's that? a, you so the, you will eat the bugs, Joel. It's yeah. just a matter of time before they fabricate a new crisis. They've already demonstrated that oh. they can imprison everybody just by an edict. They did it. And you could yep. say, and you went along with it. And some of you agreed with it. Some of you were like, oh, yeah, some of you are still masking up. Insane psychos is what I'm going to say you are. 
uh, gullible and easily controlled. They already demonstrated that they could create house arrest. So what are they going to manufacture and fabricate next? How are they going to steal the next election? How are they going to pull this off? I'll tell you what's going to happen when they finally do crash this economy overnight. They will have the acceptance of the digital dollar in a central bank digital currency because they're going to tell people, hey, you want your thousand dollars? Here's how you get it. And people will line up because most it's like 50 percent of Americans don't have enough money to pay the bills for their living paycheck to paycheck. Right. that is that is so true. And this is the planned obsolescence of fiat currency. It's one of the reasons why we got in and started talking about crypto as a potential solution. Bitcoin solves a lot of this stuff, right? In theory, but now BlackRock comes in and buys it all. So I would say this if you have Bitcoin, don't don't be selling it at these lower prices if you can help it because Not financial advice. BlackRock probably gonna come in and snag as much of it as it can. Yeah. And um it is it is an interesting time, man. You got to just keep your you got to keep your eyes wide open and see what's going on and and try you know here oh this is what I wanted to say a minute ago is that yeah the, the, the with the censorship and the way that things are going on is like people are scared to even say things now they're self censoring they don't even you don't even have to so much mandate the censoring because people are kind of censoring themselves because they don't want to say anything that's going to offend anybody. And it's weird to me because I came from the whole sticks and stones generation. Yeah. You know, I mean, Hey, if you're offended by what we're saying, here's an idea. Don't listen. (laughs) Really? I mean, we care if you stop listening because you're not giving a chance to really think about what we're saying. But if you go, then adios, go, go listen to somebody who supports your cognitive bias and your worldview. That's fine with us. We're uh, if you know, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but we don't have primary sponsors anymore. Very rarely do we take sponsorship dollars for the show. We're not doing this for the money. We're doing this for the reason that we started it, that we care about this and we care about this world. And we believe that decentralization and liberty and freedom, these principles are are important and the only way that a uh, a free sovereign people can self-govern because the government no government is going to provide your solutions the best they can do is provide a safety net that will actually enslave you make you beholden to them they cannot solve your problems they can build roads and bridges and they can blow things up that's what government is good for yep it's, it's so true. And that's one of the reasons why we want to just to kind of help wake people up when we can. Right. It's not that woke when you're woke. It's hard to wake up a woke person because they think they're already awake. Right. And uh, I don't know, since the year 2000, I think July of 2000 is when I became more aware of what was going on. I've I don't even know how many people that I've woken up over the years. People thought I was crazy. And, and a lot of times like, oh, my God, how can you? And then it's like, well, conspiracy theory after conspiracy theory ended up becoming true. And like, look at my batting average. My batting average is like 850. You know, it's like you don't get them all right. But then again, you just don't have all the pieces of the information because they don't. They, the, it's kind of hard to find the truth now. You really have to dig. And so and you got to you got to also kind of read between the lines sometimes there, Mr. Joel. Collins. Well, here's the truth about this. Five hundred and seventy two trillion dollars. <laughs> Wait, no. Bill, 
uh, billion, billion billion dollars added to the U.S. debt in two weeks. See, I fact check myself right there on the spot. We just want okay. to get it right. Total debt of the U.S., uh, the country, the United States of America now exceeds China, Japan, Germany and the U.K.'s combined gross domestic product out of control, yeah. spiraled out of control. There's no stopping this. There is there is no stopping the collapse of the dollar. There's no it way. There's no way to. And then the thing about this is like, who owns that? Who is the U.S. in debt to for their $31 trillion? That's the question that you think about. You go, okay, well, we're in debt. Well, to who? Because guess what? The, you know how the, you owe the mafia? They come knocking on their door. Well, guess mm -hmm. what? If you're owing somebody $31 trillion and it's more than likely to go to $50 trillion, uh, what do you think is going to happen eventually? So Who's they're beholden to other people. We are not a sovereign nation when you have this much debt. We $31 trillion in assets, not debt. $244,000 per American household if you were to divide up the debt. And if every American household contributed $1,000 a month, it would still take 20 years to pay off. Meanwhile, people are out there debating nonsense. And that's not including the new shit that they would add on top of that. That's just like stopping it right now. And so I get they need they need their own central bank digital currency with no lid on it it seems like that's so that's what they want they want to get it to that point and that's what we've been trying to avoid to help wake up enough people because seriously there's maybe what 10,000 people who are all up there that are kind of running in control and all that stuff but mm -hmm. they can just they can just sway and impact 8 billion people and it's only just a small fraction of those people but they have the think tanks. They sit there. These are their plans. And a lot of times it's not just their plan. It was their great, great grandpa's plan. Here they are. They're all working together towards this united sort of plan. And we're just trying to get by day to day. So we don't have that plan, which is weird. You know what I mean, Joel? It's like we're, most not, people just want to live their lives and just want to live at peace and be left alone. Yeah. And that's not what they want. They want a bunch of surfs. So uh, on another note, this is a story you grabbed and put in here. So I don't know anything about it, but tell us. Yeah, well, they, uh, Polygon Labs is looking to upgrade its sidechain to some sort of zero-knowledge EVM type of a thing. So an, an Ethereum secured layer two, which is kind of interesting. So that they're looking to upgrade uh, Polygon 2.0, which is really kind of out of left field. We were talking about all this other shit, but uh, it's kind of interesting. I, I'm, I'm a fan of Polygon. You know, we have our um, badcrypto.uncut dot network uh, our our community is on polygon and so if you want to be a part of that make sure to check that out you can get that little nft for like three four bucks and uh then that allows you to get airdrops from other stuff and so now that i've figured out some other ai fun tips we might have another uh, uh, NFT for you here for too long. And speaking of NFTs, the story from Cointelegraph, 30,000 ETH scriptions have now landed on the Ethereum blockchain. So there were Bitcoin ordinals, and now there's a new way to mint NFTs on Ethereum using the ordinals protocol. Now, I, I don't understand at this point because I just saw this, how this is different from minting any NFT on Ethereum, but apparently uh, it's a thing now. And people are finding new ways to uh, to put data on on the, the blockchain. And this, yeah. is, this is one of the ways it is. It is interesting. So it's a new way to do kind of NFTs. And I was I was actually looking at, at uh, some NFTs yesterday, Joel, like the board. Ape. Like if you even go to like OpenSea and go on board apes 
and you, you're looking at those like the uh yeah the floor right now is uh 42 eth which when you consider the floor on those things before was like 100 eth or something just completely stupid wow the price on those have dropped significantly when you think about how much the, the, so those board apes those little cartoons are now less than 100 grand each when in their heyday some of them were selling for millions I just came across a really interesting um, story, which I'm going to put in. And I think it would be fun to take a look at it. It was here on the Cointelegraph magazine. But Peter McCormick has been inducted into the crypto Twitter Hall of Flame. He regrets. I can feel myself being a dick <laughs> is what uh, he said about behavior on Twitter. I, I could say that about myself as well, about, you know, how I've used Twitter for just venting at times. Who are these other people that are... Uh, that are on here on the oh, i see crypto point. cobain it looks like pomp uh oh that looks like roger ver not, is that roger ver yeah that's right roger there, ver. Yeah, that's roger uh i don't know i can't tell some of the other ones i don't know this could be an interesting read i'll put a link to it in the show notes which you can find at badco.in forward slash 685 as yeah. we continue the march towards episode number 700 so, so he's in the the crypt he's in the twitter dick hall of fame for I crypto guess. twitter dick he's yeah. like i feel myself being a dick which is better than i can feel my dick it's different it's different <laughs> that, that is a different thing <laughs> hey everybody thanks for uh, listening and or watching we appreciate it we'd also appreciate your five-star reviews if you're gonna cry and whine because we shared opinions that you don't like and you're like i'm gonna go leave a five-star review well that'll put you in the dick hall of fame these are well. four warnings folks take them for what they are like you know take it or leave it a lot of people you know when you have the blue pill you want to stay in the blue pill once you get once you get the red pill you go wait a second whoa all of this stuff is not what it seems Wow, I better learn how to stay bad. Did you just end the show? I did. Oh, I just have to stay bad on my asses. Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins and and alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor.